0: Welcome to 7 Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome to series 10 of 7 Skills for the Future podcast, where I'm talking to people from all walks of life who have been and are innovating and disrupting various sectors. They are founders and owners of brand new businesses, and each of them is doing something amazing and unique. Today, I'm talking to Hubert Trinkunas, and you are gonna love this interview, not least because Hubert is so enthusiastic and knowledgeable but also because, as an introvert, he does not like public speaking of any kind. Yet, in his role as founder of WishU, this is exactly what he has to do more and more. And I just love that because I think for anyone wanting to do something different and new, you've got to be willing to be visible and vocal. Hubert is founder of WishU, an online platform for creative freelancers to find opportunities. Hubert founded the company in 2019 straight out of business school, and the company has 15 partners, thousands of active members, and has helped create thousands of jobs too. Wisu is focused on creating a new way of working, particularly now in a post-COVID world, embracing hybrid working, helping creatives create a passive income and become more tech and commercially savvy. What's really impressive about Wish You is the strength of the brands that they've partnered with. And Hubert talks about the huge importance of having a strong team, working to your strengths, taking risks common throughout this series, I think, and being bold. And you've got to be bold to have some of these brand names on board. And this can't be easy when you, your natural tendency is to be shy we can all take so much from this interview. Hello, welcome Hubert.
1: Glad to be here, thank you.
0: It's really really good to have you with us and could you explain to our listeners what you do and about your business because it's such an interesting area and so intriguing. So for
1: the past few years I've been working in the creative kind of sector, developing products and growing communities. One of the key products that I'm currently working on is Wishy, uh, which is a Creative community in a marketplace. So, a community in the sense that we empower thousands of creative entrepreneurs, the latest kind of industry news, trends, freelancing jobs, resources, and inspirations. And that consists of around 300,000 yearly readers. And our marketplace, which is a uh, all in one uh, sourcing and management tool to hire those kind of creative talents by agencies, creative companies, and so on. And we have over 11,000 vetted freelancers there.
0: What made you come up with this idea? What what led to it? Because this is a few years ago that you started, right?
1: Yeah, we actually started it after uni, uh, which was 2018, I believe. We launched in 2019, like end of 2019, because we spent the last basically a year and a half Trying to do the, to do our research, Co-founder Lavina, uh, was the one that introduced us to Idea, in back in uni. She kind of, she was a, she was quite a creative person herself, and she saw that there's a lack of creative businesses that support creatives, uh, with the right platforms or the right communities, uh, and that helped them actually build creative businesses, um, or creative kind of income streams. Uh, so we kind of took those ideas and strateg- strategically kind of looked at it uh, from the point of view because we're entrepreneurs and we kind of studied finance and management entrepreneurship. So we kind of put like a business mindset into it as well and started like building relationships with the diverse community of creatives, let's say from the bottom up and understanding the everyday uh, lived experiences that these creatives all these companies have um, and we built basically around those kind of experiences that they have to support the, their needs. Uh, so it has kind of helped us understand that uh, we can actually build something and introduce them to something that would actually work in their favor. Um, along this, basically, we kind of worked with quite big brands and quite big agencies to Kind of understand and recognize the gaps and potentials that we can actually uh, bridge in our product as well
0: mm.
1: so so yeah
0: so so it's like one one place where creatives can come to get everything they need to build their business do their work um find support what what kinds of things do they need
1: so yeah so we learned that a lot of creatives actually just think but entering the creative industry, especially freelancers, is that the only thing they can actually do is work on client projects um which is completely false and that's just that's quite like limited income that you receive as a creative freelancer you There's so much potential you can go with uh which ranges you know from passive income streams, ranges from out of business growth and ideas, um more digital work and so on. So we wanted to introduce those kind of growth tactics and growth um, kind of like tools to provide to them, for them to understand what they can actually succeed in.
0: So what kinds of backgrounds do these creatives come from? Are we talking about artists, designers, musicians? Does it cover, you know, everything?
1: Yeah, so actually one of those marketplaces that have quite a lot of categories um, yeah and our communities well about ranges you know anywhere from copywriters to actually graphic designers to photographers um to editors to stylists to makeup artists basically anyone that you know like let's say you're working on a big project that you it's like a not a photo shoot, but a promotional video let's say you need models, you need everything on that. We don't really provide the model parts because we're more of a service-based marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's say you pretty much would come on with you to hire those makeup artists, hire those videographers, editors, behind-the-scenes photographers and so on that would pretty much perform during our project. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are the, the kinds of creatives that you could actually book Mm sheet. but when it comes to our marketplace we're quite open to actually helping any creative uh freelancer any creative entrepreneur um any creative business leader and so on so we have a range of different um career different creatives in our kind of community yeah
0: Yeah. i mean i did actually uh sign up for memberships i wanted to see what what i would get and actually it was very intriguing because i immediately got an email with access to lots of different like like news articles um things that might help me things that i could attend it was quite a rich range of of services and 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 things that you're offering and and it and it wasn't all you know i didn't have to necessarily pay for these either a lot of it was free
1: yeah yeah for sure uh we actually recommend anyone who just joins to actually just uh go with a free version of yeah. and a community because we do provide a lot of resources mm. a lot of a lot of resources and guides and just creative news in general and mm. trends people should follow uh, when it comes to the private part of the community it's quite niche and quite specific so let's say if you want to focus more on passive income streams or focus more on the world of you know the digital world where you can monetize your content and so on like nfts mm-hmm. the metaverse and so on so that's what we kind of focus on there so it's quite yeah. a niche amount of uh creatives to actually join there but we it's actually really it's going both free and paid are doing really really mm, well
0: that's in that's, that kind of sense that's great and you you were saying that you um spoke to or are or, or, or in touch with big brands and how did you manage to do that as a small business
1: so that's actually one of the key challenges that we had um it was that you know we just finished d e uh young entrepreneurs you know in the creative of sector compared to like we didn't really um work or actually study creative subjects yeah um it was quite difficult like a lot of companies didn't really look at us as, you know, anyone pretty much. They're like, oh, who are these newbies that just came into the business scene? Um, but a key thing that we kind of wanted to show off and pursue is that, you know, we're not the most creative experienced. The key things that we wanted to show showcase and show off to these companies is that we come from a, an entrepreneurial kind of mindset and background. Yeah um and that we're basically there to solve not a creative issue but a business issue that's actually happening in the creative industries which is people companies can't really book creatives that easily especially curated creatives uh people can't actually build a team in a marketplace uh they can't collaborate with each other um they have to go through all these kind of facebook groups and you know different marketplaces that actually don't really have localized talent around them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we you know we kind of just pitched the idea that we're a business that has a mindset to change things when it comes to recruitment um and then they loved it like we have uh you know some companies that looked at us and they're like go away <laughs> we're not going to speak to you you're too yeah. small yeah. you irrelevant to us um and then it was companies that actually were big companies that were like, okay, we'll test it out, we'll check mm-hmm. you out, um, yeah. Let's let's pilot this. Let's see how it goes. And it's surprising the bigger the bigger companies that actually were okay to trial and see how it goes. And the smaller companies that were more, you know, hard, uh, yeah, hard no kind of way, of yeah. Going
0: yeah, yeah that that is interesting. I mean it sounds like also what you what you were doing or what you are doing is disrupting the traditional recruitment yeah. industry of of you know hiring hiring creatives so um you're bringing something completely different to it and in creating this so you were talking about you know you have a you have a business background and you know entrepreneurial background and what you'd studied and so on what do you think are some of the skills, other skills that, that have helped you start a business like this and disrupt an industry like this?
1: Um, so a key thing that I would say, that I, would, I, I don't know if this is a skill or not, but I think teamwork is a big thing. Um, in a sense, that I don't know if it's, it's a skill because I would treat my other two co-founders as the big part of where we are now. 'Cause we all three of us come from different backgrounds. You know, like Lavina CEO, she comes from really uh business related background, entrepreneurship and so on. Um, I come from more marketing approach background, I guess. That's more like, you know, like how are we gonna place this, how are we gonna market this, um, how are you gonna communicate with the audience? And then James as well, who's our CPO, he kinda like designs the product. How is it gonna be look uh, looking like for the creatives, the agencies and so on. Um so I would say teamwork is a key thing cuz a lot of startups actually fail because they don't have the right team uh you know behind the product our kind of product actually has the right team cuz we're just so we you know we obviously had those kind of struggles that every team has at beginning stages but we were really 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 I think well put together cuz we were friends for like years um a lot of people were questioning like oh you know we we don't see this happening for you guys you're friends you're gonna go out of uni stop being friends um think about other businesses and we're like we never really like cared we're like entrepreneurs you know like if we actually come up with a different business um idea let's say we all kind of go with it you know we're quite supportive of each other so i see that and then another key thing is that I'm an incredibly big introvert. Like like a lot of times it doesn't show because I host, you know, like tens and tens and tens of events every single year. Um but I'm an incredibly big introvert. So like that took a lot <laughs> of anxiety to go through, you know, public yes. speaking or um just going to events as well, like um you know, we usually get invited to let's say speak in presentations or events or universities a long time ago when it comes to universities, but just events in general or webinars. Um, a key, f- I think, three skills that I had to kind of like uh learn was to always be prepared, um, you know, to always, always be prepared and kind of actually learn to listen to people a lot, you know, like being able to kind of observe. Uh, the world kind of around me, and actually see, you know, learn a kind of body language people have, tone yes. of voice you have, so that you can actually approach people and speak to them um, and share kind of values as well. So I think like those kind of free skills, mm. like pre- preparation, listening to people, and observing, yes kind of key in to actually doing anything for me,
0: yeah. And I think, you know for an introvert to be out there presenting and you know out in the public eye as it were whether whether online or physically that's really kind of going into your stretch zone and you know doing doing something that perhaps you're not comfortable with but also what strikes me what you said is that as an introvert because you probably do observe more and listen more and that's actually those are skills that actually help you when you're presenting and kind of out there
1: yeah for sure like the thing is like um uh... I'm probably the most introverted in our, in our team. And let's say we have like big meetings with either investors or any companies that want to partner with us. A lot of my co-founders, you know, they see the benefits of everything. and I kind of like sit there at the back sometimes, don't speak and just observe. And like, <laughs> it was like, is this actually a good idea? So we kind of like skipped a lot of companies and skipped a lot of bad, bad problems that probably would have uh, happened for our company just because of that i think um and obviously i don't want to credit myself for that but like i'm saying like it just kind of helps a yeah. lot to observe and listen and yeah actually put everything into like let's say one piece
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i think that it's that combination of being prepared but also being very aware of who's in the room and you know what is actually happening and being present while that's happening um so yeah really really important and it sounds like your team is working to you're all working to your strengths as well um in terms of what you're bringing bringing to it Um, now i want to ask you a question about some of the people that use your service services because we have this kind of big switch now to hybrid working um which probably was wasn't necessarily new for for you when you started the business but I just want to ask you what your thoughts are it's such a topical thing at the moment um you know it's all kind of emerging you know how 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 is work going to look not just for creatives maybe but for all different kinds of industries what's your thoughts on that
1: um I actually love it like even before COVID like around two years before COVID me and my team actually talked about it a lot where like when we have a big team it's going to be remote first, um, only because we saw the benefits of it. Um, and, you know, when COVID happened, obviously so sad, people didn't couldn't go to the offices and, and so on. Uh, but I think it brought into that, you know, the approach that people can actually stay at home and, you know, take care of their families um, and still work as well and be successful. Uh, so that's what we learned a lot. And I actually really, really love remote work. And I definitely like saw a lot of like bad situations that happen because, um, as I said already, my a lot of our users are uh, creatives that actually have to work, um, you know, in different locations, see photographers, you know, videographers and so on. So it's yeah. been a really big struggle when it comes to actually, you know, covid happening and the whole situation is you have to stay at home and so on um but a key thing that we introduced in our community which was talking about passive income and digital income mm-hmm. um, so basically mm-hmm. how can you as a creative even if you're a photographer start making an income that's actually greater than what you earn from your clients so a key thing what i think people actually realized during this kind of like you know past two years was that they have to think about digital income. And that actually, you know, ties up really well with a hybrid way of working and remote working and so on, because people can actually, you know, have more than just a day job. Now, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like we saw like a photographer, let's say that I'm mentoring, um, you know, he sells, stock images uh yeah. as well as passive income stream and he also upskilled and did graphic design as well now so all these kind of things that like introduces him to more income and he yes. earns like three, three times more than he started pre mm. pandemic and yeah like that's the key thing i think for people need to learn especially from our community what we try to teach them is that it, passive income is a strength that people should follow uh because you can actually earn three four times ten times even your income that you earned pre-pandemic
0: yeah um
1: and that comes with, along with remote working as well like people don't have to precisely just spend the entire day at work and now like um, uh, you know the four day a week involves yes. in their spare spare one day you know yes is, if this comes to investments or if it comes to actually creativity it comes to mm. their personal projects and so on mm. i mean that's a really big strength of you know, having those kind of things like promote working and um, Mm. the four-day-a-week working uh, and so that kind of stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really all sort of changing and shifting, isn't it? Um, Quite a few companies are trialling the four-day working week and then you've got this whole move to maybe only being in an office perhaps for, you know, one or two days a week. But I love what you say about uh, passive income because I imagine that for Creative freelancers. This must be an area that perhaps they haven't known how to monetize or haven't known how to create that, and you're giving them support to create that, which is yeah. just great. Yeah. Yeah. Really for sure. Great. I mean,
1: I mean, firstly, like I would say that a key thing when we started, she is that we wanted to cr- create that kind of business savvy community um, yeah. Yeah. of freelancers. So we wanted to make sure that freelancers understand the ways they can actually monetize uh their skills. So it's not just you working with clients or agencies on projects. That's so nice. You know, that's the creativity part of yes. things. But there's there's so much more that you can go around with. Yes. And I think with the whole lockdown and COVID situation, that's what showed to mm. people that they have mm. to pursue more than one income stream. And yeah. that it that you know they're missing out basically. And our main community is kind of based on a purpose that people are kind of missing out, and these these are the guys, these are the you know inspirations that you should kind of follow, yeah, to kind of pursue that yeah. yourself. Yeah, and we get we get so many people um, emailing me. Um, I think I receive like ten emails almost a day from creatives, um, actually saying to us that you know they found our event really useful or resources really useful. That they have, you know, as I said, three times more income coming in to yeah. them from not actually working with clients to actually focusing on their digital uh, work yes. or like their you know side businesses and stuff like that. Yeah, and they're so yeah. happy, and they're incredibly yeah. happy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um, are there other competitors that are in your industry? So doing what you do, is there anything out there that exists like this, or, or are you the only? The only
1: one, so I would say like you know if you look at us like together like a community in a marketplace that doesn't really exist that much, like you know the the concept of marketplace and community are like a lot of companies are similar, I would say like you know like Fiverr is doing the same kind of stuff, but it's completely opposite to what our values are and missions are yeah. Uh, yeah. their kind of values is to monetize everything and yes to, yes, you know like sell re- reproduce work like you know copy and paste copy and paste kind of situation um with our kind of creative market marketplace alone we strive to just introduce uh you know creatives that are 100 percent curated in a sense that you know it's not based on education factors it's based on portfolio factors and who would they work for let's say um we want to strive away from that whole like you know white, white collar or uh education factors that are, like help you get clients in some kind of way. So our market was completely different regarding that. And the community part, like I haven't really seen a community like ours in the sense of how much we produce um and guides and help for resources and events and so on. Um and there's obviously bigger communities than ours that exist, but they're much more like I would say niche Um, in a sense not based on how many people they have but nature when it comes to subjects or topics they discuss so you know one can be more techie focused one can be more um creativity focused so they have like you know specific arts they want to showcase our one is completely based on uh helping grow a business for those creatives
0: Yeah. yeah so
1: that's why I would say like our community is 100% different than anyone else's. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to marketplace, just I feel like, you know, like the functionality is the same as every marketplace, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the meaning and the curation and uh, I would say like the meaning for the to freelancers alone that they can get paid the same day that they finish work. Uh, and get that money into their accounts means a lot because they don't have to chase invoices. They don't have to chase invoices for like the next six months sometimes. Uh, That kind of stuff helps. And then being a good agency, you know, agency that actually is seen as a good agency by creatives is a big thing as well. And a key other thing that we also are solving is diversity and inclusion when it comes to the creative sector and the creative sector recruitment. So our talent is incredibly diverse, incredibly inclusive. Um, we want to provide agencies everything that, you know, is to do with creativity, not based on a, a class or education yes. or anything like that.
0: Yeah. So I yeah.
1: think that way we're, like, you know, quite different. Um, yeah, like,
0: definitely. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. Really, I mean, yeah, you can't even, when I think about Fiverr, I just think of, you know, blocks of work that just gets farmed out I mean that's the impression I have um yeah. whereas you know, what what you're talking about is, is is quite different I'm sure really fulfills such a strong need for creatives I think sometimes people really struggle with how to you know how do I sell what I do and how do I um how do I monetize what I do and how do I find out the best way of you know finding work or attracting work so i think it's a really really valuable service so tell me about the future what have you got lined i mean you're growing you've got a growing database of, of, of members and clients so what have what, what have you got ahead
1: there's so many things i feel like sometimes like our kind of future plans are way too out of our like out of our timeline, a lot of times, you know, like we're working on so many things. Like we're currently expanding which into U.S. Um, wow. We have loads of partners and loads of companies and loads of members joining. Yeah. Uh, so that's a key thing when it comes to our marketplace side. And then our new sector as well, which is our community. We're expanding into U.S. and E.U. as well. Mm-hmm. So we're expected to reach 150,000 members by, um, I think, like Q2 um so that's something that's quite Mm. fun and quite interesting that hopefully you know obviously brings a lot of work but happy things as well yeah Um, and then also like we also looking to expand our community uh and our newsletter and our blogs into more a media company so we're soon going to be a media company in regards to the uh creative stuff that we release in on wishy so that's quite exciting and that's quite like it opens more like uh more different chapters that we can actually pursue as well
0: yeah and then
1: yeah so that's really exciting that's yeah that's kind of like for wishy but when it comes to myself um i kind of like want to focus more on you know giving back to the community so i I'm doing more mentoring. I'm doing more like awards and stuff like mm-hmm. that that would help creatives to actually be recognized more. Um, yeah. And I'm also like speaking not just to UK creatives now because I, I spoke to, like the other day, like I calculator so I spoke to roughly like 7,000 creatives during the past two years. Um, wow. <laughs> so now I'm doing it with US as well. And yeah. that's just tricky because I get like, I get my entire calendar just full of people now. And wow. which is great. <laughs> it's it's so it's so that's the key thing i'm thinking about wishy is that we didn't build a product for ourselves yeah a lot a lot of companies do that you know you want to build something for themselves solve a problem for themselves we actually looked at external picture like we wanted to look at you know what can we solve for existing communities existing people existing you know professionals and that's what we did we we before we even released the product we spoke to around like two to three thousand creatives and agencies to understand what the problems are
0: yes yes. you know
1: releasing another marketplace or another like community um you know there's sometimes no need if 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 the right ones already exist so that's why we released our marketplace and our communities because it didn't exist yes Uh, there was loads of gaps and loads of like Things yeah. that people didn't like, actually pursue, or didn't have in place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that as well, yeah. Mm.
0: Thank you so much. Um, it's, it's so fascinating to hear about your business, and and if we want to, or if listeners want to know more about what you're doing, can you give us details of how to find you, how to find Wishu?
1: Yeah, uh, just head it head over to Wishu.io or newsetter.wishy.io.
0: I just want to thank you so much for being on the show with us. And if you could leave us with perhaps three tips for maybe somebody's out there listening who is a creative and, you know, wants to be doing more, maybe maybe somebody who wants to change what they're doing or start something new, what would be your top three tips?
1: I would definitely say start going on forums and start actually Writing down your ideas that you have. So let's say, like, if you are someone who has a lot of ideas, like you want to start a newsletter, you want to host events, you want to start a paid community, or any of those kind of things, you should actually just go ahead and ask people if they're interested in it. Like a lot of people will give you opinions, like even on the dots that I saw that a lot of people give people opinions of if you know something is working or something is not working. So definitely say like, don't keep your ideas to yourself. Share them and see what people react to because a lot of times you can actually build a successful business of income stream from that and another key thing is that that i would say for businesses precisely let's say any creative business so even if you're a freelancer or agency or whatsoever i would start saying maybe build a loyal uh group of people instead of actually just pushing a product out there or a service out there Mm. So what we did with Wishy is that we actually created uh, an emotional connection to our users. So we we actually started this group called 100 Lover Strategy. Mm-hmm. So this concept is actually like to get 100 people that actually love Wishy
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of 100 people or 1,000 people that actually like Wishy. So there's a big difference okay. when it comes to that emotional connection yes. and, you know, what those users would go and do for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – we saw that and from the early days, we, that's what we did. We built that 100 users that loved us and uh, you know would give us feedback that would do beta testing, that would uh, come to events. The last one for female um, entrepreneurs, we uh, we have a female CEO. So from my own eyes, I experienced that, uh, you know, the industry is incredibly still sexist, especially mm. when it comes to security investment as a female CEO so mm-hmm. I would definitely say don't don't bring that don't let that bring you down it's just so like i would say like even go with your own kind of way of how you can make money without asking for invest, investments
0: mm-hmm. um mm-hmm.
1: or finding investors or finding people that put money into your business or your idea i start I, I really really like what creatives are doing now which is you know being more interactive with um you know cryptocurrency or nft investments uh, mm. And making that big money from that, and then helping themselves self fund their companies and their ideas. Right. So I'd definitely yes. say like strive for mm. making money in those kind of projects, uh, so you don't have to ask anyone else for money because uh. that's what we're doing. We've grown sick and tired of having a sexism, uh, uh, in yes, in kind of in our, in our tech industry in general. Like it's just horrible. Like I find yeah. it, like. I feel like I would never kind of like have seen this if mm, uh, Lavina, mm. my CEO, didn't show this to me. You know, yeah, he, yeah. there was cases that like, you know, she attended loads of investor events and um, a lot of investors who are, I say, 99.9% male didn't yes. actually speak to her or look at her. So she has to, she used to call us and ask us, like, can you come over to this event? Because none of them are speaking mm. to me then me or me or my other co-founder James came in and completely shifted completely shifted and like they started yes. speaking to us they started like asking us what we do asking us for info and stuff like that, which yeah. It, yeah. it was crazy it was crazy but then that but that didn't bring us down we're like okay cool we're not just going to go for investment-based purposes we're going to have to make money ourselves
0: and yes you
1: know get that money in and invest it back into the product or the community that
0: would
1: help us grow it and that's what we did so definitely say like don't let anyone kind of defeat you or if someone's not giving you money you know or or investing money just like it's okay like just do it yourself like try to like earn that money yourself and be successful as you can basically
0: yeah just find another find another way find another way yeah yeah as,
1: as, as entrepreneurs have to like exactly a lot, a, a lot of people think like you know if someone is not investing money into your business is because your business is not worth investing, investing to you that's completely false it's just people are a lot of times they don't look and they don't actually hear what anyone says you know mm-hmm. even if you're saying the next big uh, big big business a lot of people will not invest in it. it just it's just a key thing you know so you have to kind of like go around it with your own feeling in your own gut like yes. is this actually going to work out and as I said like build that 100 people strategy you know a lover strategy to understand if there's actually a need yes and if people actually are in love with the idea and your product that you want to yeah kind of pursue and release to the audience
0: that's great great advice really good advice thank you thank you so much Hubert really loved having you with us today um thank you and wish you all the very best with your, with WISHU and, and your, your business. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast player or on YouTube. And if you can leave us a positive review, we really appreciate it. If you want more support, tips, and ideas to strengthen these skills, go to the website unimentor.com, where you can take part in live masterclasses, self-access online modules, and download lots of
0: free resources. Get the book, Seven Skills for the Future, in all major bookstores and on Amazon. And why not get yourself a copy of the
1: 777 Journal to transform your life in just seven weeks through
0: daily journaling practice.